Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Mandy Fabian. And every week we test the limits of our friendship with thinly veiled, uh, what would that be, aggression. Um, uh, we argue over, you know, usually it's movies, but these days it's books and podcasts until those companies give the Screen Actors Guild and after people a fair deal. Um, so join us, grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. The reason I started the intro is because you're trying to get top secret miscast information out of me, and I will not reveal that. Trying? I mean, that's an exaggeration. I asked a question innocently, by the way. Mm-hmm. Have I, your daughters revealed anything to you? They have revealed nothing. And I'm yes. being, I, you don't understand. Like, you know me. You know how much I love secrets. I have the physical capacity that if you were throwing me a surprise birthday party and someone came up to me and said, hey, I'm coming to your birthday party on Saturday and blew the surprise, I firmly believe that I could mentally somehow convince myself that I never heard it and I would be a thousand, I would convince myself that they were wrong or that they made it up and I would ignore all signs and I would show up and genuinely be surprised on Saturday. I know. So I don't want to know my kids' songs and I, I will, I can help them do tracks and I can, I actually have the physical capacity to not look or absorb information. So no, I haven't, I haven't got anything. I haven't heard any rehearsals. You are very much like a puppy and you pee on the rug and we rub your nose in it and then pee on the rug again. You don't know. I'm a great secret keeper. Like literally, you could tell me your worst secrets and tomorrow I would not remember them. It's (laughs) either charming or incredibly insensitive. I don't know. Yeah. Which one, but we'll, we'll work through it. That's the second title of my autobiography, charming or incredibly insensitive. That was the, I'm trying to decide between the two. Today is we're here to workshop it for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So a Golden Bachelor update. Your girl Kathy went home. I wasn't a huge fan of Kathy. I I thought Kathy was a character. I she re- went home. Yeah, I would. I would go home the third week. Remember, I said I was like Kathy, more like Kathy than I wanted to imagine. But I'm glad because I heard she was being kind of toxic. Yes, not you heard trying that from very me. hard. Yeah, <laughs> yes, from you. Yes, because you're the um, only person I know who's watching the Golden Bachelor. No, don't say that. Big I, hit. ABC, big hit. So, uh, no, the only person I know, but like I right. hang out with very cool people. You know that. Yes. Very hip, intellectual, artistic. English teachers in Ohio, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, yes. So, Ellen really is the front runner. She's the pickleball coach, the New York one. I'm lover. sorry. Wait, what? She's a pickleball coach. She coaches pickleball? Cause I don't yeah. think it's that hard. No, she does. Please and don't she, tell me she's a certified. And she was very good. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, she coaches it. And Teresa is still there, the little one with the big crazy eyes. Yeah. And then Leslie, who we have our strong opinions about the dancer, she had a very romantic date that ended in a hot tub. So huh. those are your three front runners that mm. are still remaining. Faith is still there, the, the okay. radio DJ okay. host. Yeah. And then uh, other not- than that, it's Riff and Raff. Nancy went home. Nancy went home in a classy way. Yeah. She was like, I can tell that you and I don't have the type of connection that these other women have. And he <gasps> said, you're right. And she said, so I'm just going to go and I wish you all the best. She gave everybody a hug and left. God, I love Nancy. See, Nancy's the one I would chase. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. classy. And then it was like coming up next week and he is just crying and saying, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And he's sobbing. So. 
I'm very much looking forward to next week on The Bachelor. <laughs> you want to watch him break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. how could he do it? It's a brutal, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm glad to hear that Faith, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Faith either. I didn't like the eye to eye guitar song guitar, the very first right. week. That she's, was uncomfortable. She is definitely not top three at this point. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that 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 is interesting. We'll see if he That's finds... That's been your Golden Bachelor Minute. Well, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. What about football? How did football do this weekend? I don't want to there... talk about it. Okay. 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 Yeah, tough. It was a tough fantasy day. Um, <laughs> I have those all the time. Every day is a tough fantasy day for me. I know. Well, <laughs> it's going to be a fantasy come true talking about desperately seeking soulmate. Nice transition. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yes. And the reason I think we, this does not go against the SAG after this is a documentary not featuring any actors. Or, it's a reality. You know, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a documentary series. So yeah. it's not actors. So and who therefore cares? we could watch it. Who cares anyway? Because like, we obviously support all of the actors, but yes, you know, there's a certain special connection with Twin Flames that we have. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. This Being is, Twin Flames as we are. Exactly. This is a personal story. Um, I, I'm surprised we didn't use these uh, Jeff and Shalia to get there. But mm-hmm. after watching the documentary, I'm pretty glad we didn't. We Yeah, because... Oh, wow. Yes. So <laughs> Twin Flames, we did a podcast review of it mm-hmm. years ago. And now this is the docuseries. Jeff and Shalia are two shysters who go on YouTube and make videos and you pay thousands of dollars to watch their videos and they will match you with your twin flame, which is your soulmate. Well, that was and, that was a later development. At first, it was just telling you how to have your true love, right? Oh, okay. I mean, and p- potentially started off with some form of genuine uh, yeah. positivity. Yeah. Shalia was very spiritual and wanted to share there were crystals involved a lot of singing bowls yeah they a lot of singing bowls they talked about their love making not nearly enough for my taste i would have liked to hear more about how they really go deep with their sex do you did you want to hear it every time he said juicy which was so my god times can you imagine the pain i was going through i could not stop thinking about how like well if you didn't hate them already this would have turned you Uh, uh, and i hated them but it's their thing it's their catchphrase every single welcome to another juicy session of uh i almost said love bombers (laughs) twin flames yes yeah so this docuseries follows a really i thought cool journalist named alice haynes she's my new best friend Looks all like Sadie Sink, all grown up for those Stranger Things fans out there. And she said, I had heard about them. I had seen an article about them. I wanted to get to the bottom of it. What What are they really doing and providing for people? Is this a cult or not? And as Teal Swan and many cult leaders do, they said, sure, we'll be interviewed. Come on in, Alice Haynes. She was there to expose them, but they are so full of themselves, they thought she was there to write a beautiful love letter to them. And well, this is a three-part series about her her exposing them as being a cult. Yes. Um, what I love about it is they were like giddy children so excited to share their stuff, right? Mm. That was the main part of that interview is they were like, look at our new house, look at our big cars. These are the sunglasses that I saved for the Porsche. Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, 
it was so, and you go, well, what, what were you hoping that she was going to, was this lifestyles of the rich and famous that she was writing for? Like what, what, what did you think was going to be the takeaway? Cause not how successful you are with love matching. It was, they really just wanted to show her the pool and the hot tub and do you want to get yeah. in? It's really nice. And yeah, yeah, that was something. They, they are such scam artists and they are charging such high rates to watch their videos and be in their universe. But they are preying upon people who are heartbroken and people who are spiritual. So it's a double whammy. Not only are you in pain, but you're a person who believes in higher power or something grand greater than humanity. And that, uh aha, you're our perfect victim. Isn't that horrible? Oh, I I felt they're hateful. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I loved watching it because it was fascinating to me, but I was disgusted. Like, yes, I was really just I felt so bad for everyone because, of course, I'm their target audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have I was in so much pain because mm-hmm. I did not have hope. Right. Like there was a certain, you know, I had gotten married and then I got divorced and and then I lived in this world of, oh, well, marriage doesn't work out and I'm not the person that's going to find a, a real thing. So I'm just going to have to find all the other things. And mm-hmm. it was but even though I like kind of had fun with it, it was also I was sad. I was really it really brought me emotional pain. And I know these women are mostly women. I mean, we didn't, we only heard from one guy, but like it was, and they're lovely. They're lovely women, lovely, charming women that just don't, they just are so, they so are afraid that they're not going to find it, that they're going to go to this class and, and, you know, they've been hurt so deeply that it sends them spinning, that they go to this class to go, it must've been me. I must've done something wrong as opposed to, yeah, some relationships don't work out and you just have to have faith that one of them will. Right. Oh. So, so when Twin Flames starts, it really is, they show us all this footage. By the way, how did they get the footage? Because it's these private classes that we were seeing actual footage of these Zooms. Well, so, that's interesting because she bought them. She must have bought them. She watched all of them, the journalist. Oh, but, okay. But that doesn't give her the license the right to, to... Right. Yeah. So I don't know where they got all this footage. Some faces were blurred, but some were there. So you log in and Jeff and Shalia so gross, are, you know, what's going on, Mandy? And Mandy says, well, I I really have this crush on this guy, but he's just not calling me back. And Jeff responds with something like this. Pete, please play in episode one, minute 3610 to 3726, where he's talking about sexually harassing. It's cool to like your twin flame as much as you like them. It's not weird. It's not obsessive. I interviewed someone whose twin flame filed a restraining order against her and ended up in jail for a month. The only power that can separate us is our choice not to be together. I contacted a few of the people that had been posting on Reddit about Twin Flames Universe and I asked like, what is truly going on with these people. What if my twin flame won't talk to me? They don't even show up to their door, even though I know they're home. This is what coercion looks like. This is what spiritual manipulation is. Show up at his motherfucking door, bust it down, show up every day at his house and drag him over to yours. Start grabbing his stuff and putting it in your house. That's what he wants. He uses humor as a way to say crazy shit that he couldn't get away with otherwise. And it's working. So 
Jeff tells Mandy, commit crimes, beat on his door, just put yourself out there. It is so menacing. He wants you to sexually harass him. Sexually harass him. He's a guy. He wants it. Cross boundaries. Go claim your true flame. Cross boundaries. Yes. Um, And it's, I mean, they are still thriving. They're not getting in trouble for this. But that's when things started to turn. So now they have a bunch of these women all across the country logging in, getting told, beat down his door, stalk him, harass him. Oh, yeah. Don't take no for an answer. Otherwise, it's your fault that your love is not going to thrive. Right. And they also say that they got the message from God. They know that this person is the twin flame. So if this person goes, maybe it's not because he's not responding, they go, "Uh uh-uh, God told us. So we're telling you directly from God, that's your twin flame and go get him and you're failing if you don't. Right. (laughs) And they only had one couple to hold up as their example of a successful match. And that was, I don't want to mess up their names. Oh, Katrina and Anne. Yeah. They're right? so sweet. This lesbian couple who left their heterosexual marriages because they had been in love since high school or college. And they they jumped into this world as coaches and as the shining example that Twin Flames could say, look, it works. Mm-hmm. We got these two women together. And they believed that that happened and they were happy to become coaches and help other people with their true flames. Yeah. But there's one little problem. What's that? It was all women, straight women. <sighs> so what do you do oh, God. if you can't help these women harass and stalk men into loving them? Oh, God. You convince. So now Mandy's still crying and saying the guy's not responding. So I I'm say, very upset. Yeah. You're a man. Mm-hmm. You have male energy, yep. and we've discovered your twin flame is Mandy Kaplan. Congratulations, ladies. Mandy Fabian, you need to start transitioning into a man, mm-hmm. and then you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these brainwashed cult members did it. My God. Started to try to live their lives as the other gender. Oh. Heartbreak. Oh. Right? I mean, so, yeah. And you know what? That's the power of loneliness. I mean, that's the power of having a desire, the the ratio of a desire for something and then the hope that you can actually have it, which is really weird because you would think that if they're doing this class and they're doing all this work, a lot of people in the beginning said, I really benefited from these classes. So I, we, right. don't, we don't actually get to see what their techniques, well, we saw the one, the mirroring technique, um, but we don't get to see a lot of their other classes or techniques. We don't get into the specifics of what they're doing, but a lot of them said, my life's started to get better. I felt better because they're loving themselves so that they can attract their one true love. And so you go, okay, well, I'll buy that. Sure. If if that helps you. But then as they're not attracting their one true love, they become more and more dependent because again, it's just like somebody getting sober for somebody else. It's not going to work. They had to love themselves just to do it, not so that I'm not getting the results. I'm not, I've loved myself enough. Now I'm supposed to get somebody who's going to love me. It's like, it's a, it's kind of a sham, right? So they get the desperation, the desire gets bigger and bigger and their hope gets less and less. And the only, the only hope they have is that Jeff and Shalia are going to solve this for them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be, I'm going to grow balls. That's what I'm going to do. Literally, I'm going to try to get some balls. Yeah. They are the answer to a lot of things. (laughs) 
they can be. Um, so the the person we see going through this, her name is Brianna. She's from Boston and all her aunties are interviewed with their Boston accents and it made me very happy. Are you best friends with them? Because it feels like you would know those ladies. I thought you'd be I, so at home. I would like to be. They were they were my kind of gals. Yeah. And Brianna's very unhappy. And, and they all play a, for the Patriots, right? All those women? Yeah. yeah. That, they, they were definitely <laughs> guards or linemen, these ladies. Yeah, they, um, but Brianna is very unhappy and finds Jeff and Shalia. And then they tell her, good news, we found your twin flame. And it's a woman whose name I can't remember. And they force that woman to become a man. Uh, Brad, and, right? I don't think so. <laughs> I, it was I don't Brad. think it's Brad. Gabe. Oh, Gabe, right. Gabe. <laughs> so I don't, they wouldn't show Gabe as a woman on screen. They blurred her when Brianna's like, good news, I found my twin flame. Here she is. And Brianna looks so miserable and we can't see the woman. Then the woman becomes Gabe. Mm-hmm. And by the way, our crack research team, me, Gabe is still a coach for Twin Flames. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So well, Brianna escaped. Brianna and Gabe go to live with Jeff and Shalia and live as servants for them. Mm-hmm. They paid to go live in their basement and cook and clean and take care of Jeff and Shalia. Oh, God. While being forced to live as a couple. And let me ask you, so... Keith Raniere, the other cult leader that we studied in depth, was Ugh. was creepy, but also he, to me he he presented as kind of charming. He presented as smart. Like the things he said, he finally threaded that needle of psychological kind of I want to help you. I want you to feel better. You don't feel good, right? Let me help mm-hmm. you. You're not letting me in. You're not doing the work or whatever. But he was there was something almost I know he was so creepy, but there was something also kind of like gentle about him or that seemed somewhat authoritative, I'm going to say. Like he I, he was more believable to me as a cult leader. Jeff is super on drugs or something, right? Like he mm-hmm. has to be on some sort of the dark circles under his eyes and his crazy. He's crazy. Like he is, seems yeah. unhinged. And even when he is seems like he's got it together. He feels to me like a little kid playing grown-up. Yeah. Well, very Charlie Manson. Not just because of the beard and the long hair, but Charlie Manson, even when he's playing guitar and saying nice things on, you know, they have footage of him and he's unhinged. There's something behind those eyes. And Jeff has that. Yeah. He's menacing. Yeah. And when you watch him talk and he says all this crazy shit, um, like really like you are not my, stu- you are my student. I school you. You do not school me. Like he gets mm-hmm. really aggressive. Yeah. And every time he says something that's so inappropriate, like, you know, the woman's like, I don't want to, I'm not a man. And he's like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Do not I know argue an angry with me. man when I see one. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm looking at. And, yeah. and I don't like this disrespect. And then Shalia pops up. It's just getting really fucking old. Right. But Shalia is interesting because I'm watching her face the whole time. And he says this wild shit that to me is too far. If Keith Raniere had said shit like that, I feel like he would have lost people faster. But Jeff just says really inappropriate shit. And I almost can see Shalia flinch for a second. Like, do you watch her face during these things? I 
I found her to be tough to read. Yeah. And I wrote 31 minutes in and she finally spoke a whole sentence. <laughs> and every other word was like. Yeah. So I think their dynamic was, hey, you're stupid. Keep your mouth shut and do your singing bowls and I'll do all the talking. So by the end of the series, we meet Shalia's father. Her name is Megan. Oh. Her real name is Megan. Yeah. And he says, I don't think she's a victim. I think she's the perpetrator. And he has he has completely disowned her because he thinks she's ruining lives left and right. And that was interesting. If your own father says, no, 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 she knows what she's doing. I don't think she was flinching. I think she finds it sexy when he when Jeff abuses people and shames them. I think she likes it. Well, he also said that she had come to him when she was in her 20s and basically just a tirade of uh, spewing hatred at him, like real vitriol that she she hated him and he was a terrible father and she had all this anger at her childhood. And um, and she cut off ties with him. Like She was the oh. one who was like, but, but since then, he's let her go because she mm -hmm. basically said, I hate you and you were fucked up and horrible. And now he's watching her do this and he's like, yeah, and I can't, I believe that she is responsible this based on what he saw. He also left her when she was like 10 or 11 yeah. and disappeared. And he was like, that was really hard being a dad all the way across the country. I'm like, yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to say that he wasn't a good father, like people live their lives and all that, but there was something about it that I was like, I'm not saying he is not responsible. Everybody's responsible for their own thing. But, uh, you know, like, oh, you don't have a great relationship with your daughter. Maybe not just because she's crazy and a cult leader. There may have been something that happened mm -hmm. a little bit before that. <laughs> not justifying her at all, at all, because I no. what she's doing is bonkers. Like, and they interview I started one cult, but it only lasted three days. You know, I think of the, the man cave as a cult. Yeah. And I think you're an admirable leader. <laughs> Thank you. Um, They interviewed childhood friends, which is always interesting. Yeah. And seeing all the pictures of Shalia, totally normal, oh. happy teen with her friends. And uh, it something went real wrong. And and I do think Jeff has her brainwashed, but I just don't think she's innocent. I think she's cruel for sitting there next to him while he abuses people. It's really interesting. Like, I he must in person have a kind of undeniable charm. Although his students are not in person. They're all on Zoom, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sorry, mm -hmm. Zoom. I don't know if it's Zoom. But they're all uh, talking online. Virtual, and the, yeah. Even the classes are recorded, which mm -hmm. just goes to show you, I, 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 I'm kind of dying to see one of those classes. I may have to get you one for Hanukkah or Christmas or something like I, I can't be around him. No, no, no. I can't give the money. Too irritating. <laughs> but like, right. it's so uh, because I'm really dying to see like where is the charm though? Where's the thing? It, it, and that makes me sad then because if he's not charming and he doesn't seem sane and he looks like a drug addict and he's super gross about all of the money that he's making off of everybody, right? Then what is it that keeps people coming back? It's got to be their own it's pain. confidence. Right. So Arcelia is this stunning, oh, stunning. trans woman who is well spoken, deeply unhappy, but she goes to them for help. And he guarantees, I guarantee you will find your twin flame. And he says it with confidence. Yeah. So Arce Arcelia needs confidence. She needs self-esteem. And he 
he seems like he's mastered it. So people go to him to get a little of what he's got. Well, and there is one, uh, you know, she's in a small town in upstate New York, right? Mm -hmm. She and her twin flame is a guy she works in like a gas station. And it's a real good old boy, you know, boots, boot wearing, tool belt kind of guy who comes in and she senses that they have a connection. And she believes that he feels that connection as well. But he doesn't know how to get over the fact that he's he's a corn eating corn husking. I'm I'm really enjoying this bear wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if these were her words, but I'm like painting the picture, you know. And that he wouldn't be comfortable with the tra- or that he finds himself attracted to a trans woman and he doesn't understand how to uh, wrestle with those feelings. That's her but philosophy. Really, that's her philosophy. Yeah. But it seems like he just said good morning and she said good morning. And then she was stalking him online. And I don't think he ever led her on or flirted or anything. I yeah. think that was all in her head. And then Jeff encouraged it. Well, that's the thing. And I really like I'm thinking back. You you never had this. Like, did you ever have somebody who you were like, yes, and they didn't love you back? You must have. Yes. Right. OK. Yeah. So was there a person like I'm, I'm trying to think of who the person that I was like so convinced that it should have been this. You know, that I would have gone and been like, okay, how do I stalk this person? I, I, I so believe that they are wrong in thinking that we don't belong together. I'm going to go and get them back. I'm sure I must have felt it. I had too much pride. My college boyfriend broke my heart and I was devastated. And my brilliant mother said, write him letters and tell him everything you're feeling and spill it all out and then don't send those letters. Oh. So I have these psychotic stocky stalkery letters <laughs> about just, you know, why don't you see it we're meant to be together and and I love you and, and everything just spilling my heart out. But I still own those letters cuz my mom's brilliant. Where are I'm those? I tell you. No, no, no. Oh, you, come on. You have done secret things in my house and you are not to be trusted. I have done secret things in your house. I know. Uh. So, but yeah, so I uh I you have to read he, me one of those letters graduated. though. I, I okay. Bonus he, content. <laughs> perhaps. It's really oof. but he had graduated, so he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what I would have been doing if he were still in the theater department and I could follow him to parties and sit outside his house and stalk him. I might have right. done that. I don't know. Right. I might have been giving him the letters. I might have been Yeah sending friends to tell him how I feel. I don't know. But I was blessed with the fact that he was off in the world working and I was a senior in college and I could move on. Yeah. Oh, I had plenty of unrequited crushes. (laughs) I'm going to say like 18 of 20 (laughs) were unrequited. (laughs) But, But the thought that you, it's that thing, like it hurts when someone doesn't love you back and you're hopeful that maybe they will and you are right. just dying for their attention. But the idea that you would take the turn into, no, you're wrong and you're not seeing how amazing this connection is. Mm-hmm. There was one guy that I met at a at a party. He had a weird name. It was something like Bo Busby or Busby Berkeley. It was like there were two B's involved. And it was one of those crazy, like instant stranger chemistry connections that I was like, oh, we had said maybe three sentences. And he was like, are we going to go out again? Like a second date, implying that those three sentences had been our first. Like it was that Mm kind of like instant Mm. and right. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we are. Here's my number. 
obviously this is this is on, right? Right. And, right. He, and he never called. And that is mm. one person that I I definitely was like, I can't believe what what happened? Right. You know. Right. So I mean I hope he dies. He lives now in Burbank. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he lives in Bone Broth Borough because it's all bees for him. And uh, sure. yeah. No, so maybe that, if I had worked with him or something, then I might have gotten obsessive about something like that. But it's it's really an interesting choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can con- easily convince ourselves someone is right for us that yes. is wrong for us. But then we let it go. Yeah. As healthy people. Yeah. And I just felt so bad. Imagine, oh, well, Ryan Gosling, our dear friend Ryan Gosling <gasps> yes. is one of the people he had to file a restraining order mm-hmm. against a woman who in Twin Flames believed he was her twin flame and she was stalking him. And they encouraged it. Yes. Wait, are we sure that that was um, that actual program or was it just the hype about Twin Flames? Because it's kind of become a thing and I'm really, I have a chicken and egg question. Did our research team by any chance find out whether they invented the, like, did they? They did not invent okay. it. So they took it. was it. a term, like soulmate. Yeah. It's a term that they then turned into. Got it. Their Twin Flames University. Yes. Is what they call themselves. T-F-U. Did you go to the website? No. Okay. So I. I think I was afraid to. it would like burn my hands or right? something. You right. know, like I, know. I would. It's like why we don't go to Scientology meetings just for yeah. fun. I would like, yeah. I would accidentally sign up and now I'm in class four and I don't know how to get out. Right. So. I don't think that they are that extreme because they are making money hand over fist. It costs $3,333 to take their full program. Oh. So before you do that, they have all these coaches like the lovely Ann and Christina who meet with you. The coaches get to keep all of their profits. So if if I'm seeing you and I'm the coach, I'm keeping all the profits. Part of my coaching is to say, this is going great. You know what you really need? You need to sign up for the $1,200 workshop. That's what you really need. Uh, so I'm taking your money and then I feed you into their system. And so they're make it's like double dipping against the poor victim. So Jeff and Shalia are making all that money because the coaches are guiding everyone. You need to buy the program. You need to buy the book. Uh, but but there is one guy who is in a class and he's like, he's German and his name is Fabian. And he says, I don't know what to do. My cats don't love me. My cats hate me. So he's in the Twin Flames University trying to get his cats to love him. And he looks, he just looks like a, just an idiot. I'm sorry, Fabian. You look like an idiot. They try to fix him up with this beautiful together woman named Marie Sophie. And it's awkward and weird because they're like, you're Twin Flames, you're Twin Flames. That doesn't work out because she catches wise. Yeah. that guy, Fabian, is a coach on the site. Oh, my God. What? Well, yeah. now, okay, it, it, everybody these days, it's a gig economy, right? You're going to drive Uber and make your own hours, or are you going to coach Twin Flames and make your own hours? I thought that, uh, uh, Kat- was it Katrina and Anne? Katrina mm-hmm. and Anne. I thought their story was really interesting because they were like the poster children of this, and then they became coaches because, not because they were like, I really wish we could spread the word, but Jeff and Shalia were like, you are now going to work for me. You are now, it is your duty as people who've benefited from this to spread the word. So they start coaching. They build their entire lives around this income. Mm -hmm. And then once they've got their 
they've got their home and their kids and they're both doing twin flames and making money and surviving as the couple. Um, then Jeff is like, uh-uh, Anne, you have a you are the divine male energy and you need a boy's name. So you're no longer gonna be Anne. What does he pitch to her? I can't remember. Dan. Dan, right. You're Dan now. Real creative. Yeah. And she was like, I don't, I, I don't think I need to be Dan. That's not, that doesn't, that that name doesn't resonate. She's she's trying to be gentle about it. She's trying to sort of reject the idea without rejecting him outright. And mm-hmm. Katrina is very quiet because this is their leader <laughs> and because their whole income relies on this. Mm-hmm. And she refuses to become Dan, to use the name Dan. And I don't know, it, those texts, they show the texts that he sends, these horrible messages. You have one week or we'll ruin you. Yeah. 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 They totally threaten and cajole and say, you're you're being horrible and you'll suffer for this and you're terrible people. And then they get ousted from the group. They didn't even leave voluntarily, but then they lost mm-hmm. all their income and they had to figure out a way to make a living. Right. and. One brilliant nod or one nod to the brilliant filmmaker Marina Zanovich, who did The Way Down on HBO about Gwen Shamblin and her fucking bananas church. Oh, yeah. So this woman makes great documentaries and she interviews Katrina and Anne separately through the whole thing. So you you don't know if they end up together. Yeah. There, there's no reference to. And today as a couple, we do this until the very end when we see them together, which it was gratifying to know they made it. Yeah. And Anne's like, I'm a woman. I'm a gay woman in love with my wife. <laughs> I don't, I'm not Dan. I'm not a man. I don't have masculine energy. Yeah. And they really stand up to them. Yeah. And and they suffer the consequences. What a weird overreach and like a thoughtlessness too to like take something that worked that's an example, example. But they did. I mean, genuinely, these women came in and they were like, it's okay for you to be in love. That's the sad thing is they were totally accepting of um, Arcelia. They were totally accepting of Katrina and Anne. Like, there was no homophobia anywhere. But then they take this, but then they totally become homophobic because they need to project this heteronormative idea of there's a man and a woman in a relationship and they blow it. Right. So right. interesting. It was interesting. The, and there's a gender historian. Yeah. I don't know if I've got that yeah. title right. Named Jules, who I adore. Yeah. I thought that their slash her energy was very making light, but also taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I really liked their interviews. And she slash they calls it conversion therapy in disguise. And it is. It takes that Christian thing of, no, you're not gay. You love men. You're not a gay woman. You're a you are a straight woman. And this is still doing that. Yeah. In you're fact, right. so much so that we're gonna convert one of the other one into a man for you. Yes. Yes. So it is not open minded. It is not accepting. I mean, they have all these trans coaches and trans couples on the site yeah. that maybe make somebody feel like, well, look at that. It's accepting. It's the opposite. It's <gasps> forcing people against their will. It's cruel. Well, I wonder, like. With Gabe, right? He did not look happy in the beginning, right? As mm-hmm. as a woman. You do see his face. You do see him. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you did. Well, he didn't look happy. <laughs> okay. But now he's Gabe. And I guess, I don't know. It's really interesting. I'm just glad that Brianna mm-hmm. found her way out. Spoiler alert. I know. She calls I know. Her we mom. really spoiled everything. But I 
if you like cults, yeah. there are so many culty, fun yeah. twists and turns and so many interesting people. You know, I said before, I can't fathom I would ever get wrapped up in a cult. I'm, you know, I would be too skeptical and, and forgive me, please, everybody. But I think too smart. Once somebody said you're going to go against something you believe in, I would be like, no, I'm not. I'm out of here. Screw you. But this one is insidious because it comes across as a matchmaker and Blech. therapy. Yeah. And those are things that maybe I would sign up for. And it, this one felt the closest I've ever seen. I would not attend Nexium. I would not. I mean, I might murder some people in the middle of the night in 1979 for Charlie Manson, but I, most of these cults I wouldn't participate in. This one is scary, right? Well, and had it been like, we could make you a better actress and a better writer and we can help your career and make oh, those dreams come true. Plenty of those. I might have, I might have <laughs> been sending them my money and logging in. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the confidence. I mean, that's really the thing, right? Because you can go to your friends and family and they're all like, you'll find somebody, you're so great, you know, but you don't believe them because you go, mm -hmm. but that hasn't been true so far. How am I supposed to have hope? Then you go to right. these people who are like, we know for a fact we're going to get this done. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kooky. Um, I thought the documentary... Uh, it had a little bit of the secret, like there were a little bit of the, like the, some of the graphics and things. It's a very cheesy kind of, but, it, but fun. I hated it in the first episode. I was like, what is this? But then I loved it because I oh. thought it was smart and playful and, but it's, it's got a, a little bit of melodrama to it. It's not an even oh, for keel. Sure. There are some recrees and yeah. you just see the back of someone's head as they're online. And yeah. 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 I, yeah. For sure. But fun. But I think that helps tell the story. I agree. So it just isn't talking heads on Zoom the whole time. Yes. Yeah. It was really interesting. I loved it. So how many stars? Man jobs. Oh, I'd, I'd give it five. I would too. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about it. Well, I could talk about it for yeah. two days. I <laughs> loved it. So thank you to Megan for that recommendation. Yeah. And I didn't, I was unaware of it. So yeah, I would have missed it. And when you love a cult, it's fun to go deeper. It's fun to see it, right? We had only heard these voices and this was satisfying to see yes. what, it was, what it was all about. Yes. Yes. It was so great. I loved it. Great. And uh, if you love cults and you want to support ours, <laughs> please become a Fandy by going to mancave.com slash fandy and five bucks a month gets you bonus content and more access to us. Mm -hmm. And Who doesn't want that? Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going out of order. I know what I did. No, that's uh, all right. But, you know, you are able to listen to The Man Cave every week because mm -hmm. of our brilliant engineer yep. and, and cult leader, Pete Wright. Yep, yep. And True Story FM. And our music is by Ian Post. And if you would like to, uh, you know, Tell your leaders what you think of them and get more followers. Please go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, rate us, give us five stars or whatever you're feeling. But if it's not five, you're probably wrong. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, uh, because we'd love to hear from people and it really helps us grow because, you know, everybody wants to do what everybody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? And you're a cool kid. So be a trendsetter. We're growers, not showers. Oh, God, that was so good. Did you write that down? Let's 
I, maybe we need t-shirts. T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of t-shirts, we've got mancave.com slash merch. We've got all kinds of really fun uh, uh, t-shirt ideas that have come out of the show for our several seasons. Uh, we have a Make Jail Great Again shirt that we're really proud of. Uh, go to mancave.com slash merch and get all the fun stuff. And you can also talk with us on Discord. That's where all the cool kids are. Mancave.com slash Discord to come chat with us. Yes. And now I have a game. Okay. Very simple, very straightforward. Cult or not? Okay. 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 So I'm going to tell you the name of the cult and the brief mission statement. You tell me if it's real or not. If it's real or not. Okay. Okay. Because, you know, some things, some people think it's a cult. Some people think it's a religion. But you're, you're, okay. Whether it's real. These are cults or or not. Okay. Right. Did it come from my brain? Ah. Or the internet. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. The unshorn, never cut or shaved, as they are nonviolent and hair is a living organism. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Uh, And something you could get on board with. Yeah, I actually could. I'd never want to do that. Um, It'd be great to just go ahead and walk around with a full beard. Uh, but Patrick does. Okay. Um, I mean, as a beard, I blew that joke. Anyway, I'm going to say, uh, I, I'm going to say that feels like it could be a group. I feel like there's a group of people that could do that. I don't know if they all live in a colony together, but yeah, I'll buy that. Oh God, what a smelly colony. No, I made that up. Okay. All right. Unshorn is a pretty highfalutin word, but like, yeah. I know highfalutin words. I know you do. You're smart. That's why you're not going to be in a cult. Right. Uh, okay. What about Angel's Landing? They could tell you exactly when you were going to die. And if you didn't die, they would kill you on that date. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No. That is real. That's real? That is real, my friend. Where is that? Oh, oh, come on. I wrote, I cut and paste the one line. I don't know. I don't have all the details. You can Google Angel's Landing if you'd like to learn more. That sounds like a plot in a movie. We could find a documentary about it. We could call that episode Angel's Manding. Oh, so good. Always thinking ahead. Nicely done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Okay. Oneyakua. Uh They lived on the beach in Maui and believed that eating sand gave them divine power. (laughs) I can believe that. That is all me. And I even looked up the Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was the word that sold it. What's Oniakuna? Does that mean sand eater? I I looked up something like divine sand or (laughs) or something. And then I and then it was too long. So I. Yeah. Oh, my God. See, I would I I would join all of these. They sound great. Right. What a diet. Uh, I mean, keto does it cleans me out. But the sand, I feel like would really add a topper to that. And I think it's low carb. I think it would fill you up. I, th- I think that just you yeah, just see, sit around all day. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Okay. Universal medicine could cure any ailment with breast massage. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a cult? Is it? No. Or did I make it up? It's not. That is real. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I got to look into that. Maybe I could mix that with the Universal Life Church. I don't really want to go around massaging people's breasts, but 
I am a healer. So like whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And some people's breasts. Okay. Forever awake, feared and resisted sleep by ingesting copious amounts of cocaine and avoiding the dark. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> that is all me. <laughs> I would like to point out you have not gotten one of these and I'm very proud of myself. Well, they're that all, me. that's real though. People actually no. do that with cocaine. I mean, whether it's a cult or not, you're talking well, about right. a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about you and me on a Friday night. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Honohana Sangpogyo, they could look at their feet and instantly know the future. Sure. I believe that. Yes, that is real. That is a real cult. (laughs) What future, though? Like boots or flip-flops? Or is it a more complicated future than that? Because cracked feet or not cracked feet. I'm struggling with some cracked feet lately, so I'm really working on it. Yeah. Interesting. Um, And then the last one is the coconut-obsessed cult. The name speaks for itself. (laughs) Sure. Why not? I mean, it comes from the earth. It's filled with vitamins. It's the life force. It's, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? That was totally real. There was a cult obsessed with coconuts. Yeah. You cut them in half. You make little outfits out of them, like Moana bras. I'm grabbing my boobs. You could massage your breasts with them. So maybe there's some cross-pollination between the breast massagers universal medicine cult and the coconut obsessed cult. Yeah. Quick PSA, you guys. These cults need help and we need to reach out and spread the word. So, yeah. Thank Become you for doing that. Become a fan that. cave coach. A man cave coach. <laughs> That's right. All you and have to do spread the word. is disagree with your best friend for 20 some years. And yes. you too can be part of our colony. There you go. Uh, in all seriousness, though, I would love, love to have like a retreat with the people who listen to our podcast. And just we could just all go away to a mountain home together. And you and I could wear robes and sashes. And it could oh, be really fun. And we'd have like wine, the cult of wine. I think we could do it. As long as there's cheese, I'm there. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the title of your autobiography. Okay. As long as there's cheese, I'm there. Yes, that is it. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. Well, see, now I'm having mixed feelings because mm-hmm. the thing Good. I was going to assign you is kind of culty. And I really love all our talking about cults. And it's really fun. But Taylor Swift is a pretty great thing. And it's very topical and timely. And hopefully maybe some of our fandies. I mean... Hopefully they will have seen it. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Let's do it. We'll do Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Because I, 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 I won't probably be able to coordinate with you, but I can go see it for sure. Great. But then we can go see it together at some point. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I, you should let me know because I may want to watch you watching it. Okay. <laughs> it's not creepy at I all. I want to try and That's go when nobody else is in the theater so I can sing along. You can right? sing along. I mean, that's, no, we. Okay. I saw it. We were singing and clapping okay. and like you could okay, do good. all, all right. of it. You can't not. Okay. I'll tell you that. Okay. You're all but like waving to Taylor and saying, hi, Taylor. I love you. Like it's a concert experience, except the best yeah. tickets you'll ever buy. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm psyched. Yep. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're giving me a gift. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> me too. All right. Well, uh, till next week. Look what I made you do. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> get get ready for it. Yep. Are you ready for it? All right. I love you. I love you and your champagne problems. Woo! See you next week. Woo!